views expressed in this program are those of the participants. A monopoly on the feminist narrative. I'm Danielle Metz. I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is The Daniel Metz Show. Quote, Meet Ms. Monopoly. Hasbro Inc. is introducing the first ever game in the Monopoly franchise that celebrates women trailblazers. Ms. Monopoly gives new meaning to the franchise, as properties are replaced by groundbreaking innovations and in inventions made possible by women throughout history. From inventions like Wi-Fi to chocolate chip cookies solar heating, and space station batteries. Ms. Monopoly separate, celebrates everything from scientific advancements to everyday accessories, all invented by women. This is the description given by Hasbro on their YouTube channel for their latest release of yet another version of Monopoly. The game eschews the standard buying and trading of property for investment for innovations by women. It also takes on the infamous and non-existent pay gap starting women with more money and allowing them to collect more money when they pass go than the male players. $240 compared to 200 for the men. Because this is how you inspire a girl these days, you tell them they are victims and can't compete with men unless they are given a special treatment and an unfair advantage. Needless to say, the official ad promoting the product received 45k down votes to 1.1k upvotes. I, as a woman, would like to ask Hasbro and the rest of the quote woke companies to please stop portraying women as victims. I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate the values that you're trying to inflict upon my young daughter. I've met her and I can assure you she doesn't need your help. So Robert, what is it with the current trend of corporations trying to socially engineer society? There's two things to it I think. One of course is that they're doing what they think is in the best interest of their shareholders to make money by capitalizing on political trends or cultural trends. It's, it's, that's been around forever. And of course the other one is that they are using their corporation, their billions, and their access to the market for political agenda. And shareholders be damned. And I think there's a bit of both there. With the Gillette um, and Nike with Colin Kaepernick and Gillette with the, the best man can get anti-man uh, advertising that they had. I think it was definitely uh, a political agenda. They're using their brands to um, show that they're woke and that men aren't woke. And the, uh, the fall in their share prices is irrelevant to them. They don't care. Much like with CNN. CNN has been on the anti-Trump campaign for five years now and much to their detriment people don't watch their programs anymore. They, they're rating less than documentaries on panda bears. So they don't care about the money that they're losing. They don't care about their shareholders. They're using it to further their own political propaganda. And that's quite evident because if, if all of a sudden CNN, for example, switched to being objective, not even just a, a Trump supporter, but just simply objective, their ratings would go up 
undoubtedly. Mm -hmm. Advertising costs would go up or uh, prices would go up. They would make a lot more money, but they don't because they don't care about money. Now, Hasbro, what's, uh, what's in it for Hasbro? Well, maybe they're capitalizing on the fact that there's a lot of people out there who think that women need to be coddled, that they are the weaker sex, that they need more money when they pass go. And uh, they're just trying to probably Well, I think they think that they're trying, they're trying to right the so-called wrong of the 77 cents on the dollar. So what they see is, well, we all know that women earn less than men over the course of their lifetime. And so therefore, if you average out what they do for a living versus how many hours they work, they generally make less than men. So we're going to write that wrong in a video, or in a, not a video game, in a board game, which is nobody plays anymore anyway, so it seems kind of silly. But I just don't understand what they're trying to, to achieve other than to make women feel like they're worth less. I don't need help. Sorry, I, I really wish people would stop say, thinking that, or these companies would stop thinking that because I'm a woman, that I need extra help. That actually is a... A derogatory way of looking at me. I'm supposed to, if I'm an individual as a human being and I can achieve on my own what I think I can achieve, what difference does it make what parts I have? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. I make my choices. My daughter, I swear to God, she's not going to take any of this lightly. Um, she's a hellion to begin with. But, and like, you look at stuff like that and Mattel with their non gender doll lineup that they just came out with. Again, social engineering. So now all the dolls have interchangeable hairstyles and clothes. So there's no boy dolls. There's no girl dolls. They're all interchangeable. And like, I don't really think that that's necessary. Like, it's it's so obvious what they're trying to do with the social engineering. It's not like, hey, we just thought here's an androgynous doll. Do with it what you want. No, it is very much in their mind that they're trying to tell you that because uh, women can be men and men can be women, boys can be girls and girls can be boys, that this is what they're they're promoting. If they're with their toys aimed at young children. Um, my daughter, speaking of which, just the other morning we were talking and uh, she said, "Oh, you look kind of like a boy, but kind of like a girl." I'm like, "What do you mean by that?" And she says, "Well, you know, sometimes boys can be girls and girls can be boys." I'm like, oh really, can they now? And she said, yeah. I said, and who told you that? Where'd you learn that? She said, at school. My teacher told me that. I'm like, oh really? And she's, I said, what specifically did your teacher say? Well, sometimes boys can dress up as girls and sometimes girls can dress up as boys. I said, yes, that is true. I said, but it does not change the fact that girls are girls and boys are boys. You can dress up like each other, but you are still a boy or a girl. There's no change to that. So I might be having a t conversation with my t kid's teacher because this is the, and I'm worried about the fact that because I'm so involved in politics and this culture war that we are involved in about this stuff, that I might be oversensitive but on the other hand, I know that this is what they're propagating with the children these days. There, There is a social me message that they're teaching our children, much like the environmental me uh, message that we talked about previously, much like all the other stuff. So I have to keep on guard against this kind of stuff. And watching 
Mattel with their gender conforming and with the Hasbro with their Monopoly game, I have to keep on my kids and make sure I'm the one teaching my kids what reality really is because everybody else seems to be trying to confuse them. Yeah. There's a couple of things I could think about in this particular discussion that are perhaps of merit. <laughs> and that would be one, which, which comes first, right? The Hasbro, Mattel pushing this nonsense or capitalizing on this nonsense or the culture that, mm. that um, spiked the interest in, in the gaming companies to, to do this. And I think it's, uh, I think it's neither. Really, I mean, uh, Hasbro is not leading the culture on this, and the culture, um, it, it feeds on itself, right? There's always this, like you just said it yourself, the schools are involved in it, toy mm -hmm. makers are involved in it, the media, right, the government. Um, every single aspect of our society is bent on this falsehood, this this false narrative that women are... Uh, need special help for some reason in the case of the Hasbro game or that um, boys can be girls and vice versa when of course that is blatantly stupid <laughs> and false. So I don't think Hasbro is to blame here necessarily. Uh, they could be, they could accept some of the blame if they only just like stepped aside and says we're not getting, we're not getting involved in this. Right, well, that's what that. I was actually saying. I, I disagree with you because I would say like Chick-fil-A yeah. with their, um, they took a stance. They believed what mm. they believed and they didn't go with the, the narrative where I think that where the culture goes is also defined by the kind of cult companies that are involved in that culture yeah. because we see their ads we see what they're they're promoting we see the the stuff that is promulgated throughout our society so therefore they do have a hand in this they're not just following us we are following them and i sure. think that if so I, was, I think they do they are the responsible board. yeah you're right if i was on the board of hasbro and this came across my desk and i'd say no way <laughs> yeah exactly no, you would, you would take that. a stance yeah now, the other element of this, besides the uh, chicken and egg type of debate, is... Um, yeah, the Chick-fil-A thing. There you go, chicken and egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is uh, the, the fact of, like, I'd like to see at some point in the future, because all these fads have a shelf life, and I'd like to see at some point in the future that we just look, at, look back at this, or if not our children, our children's children, and and go, what the hell were you guys thinking? What kind mm -hmm. of a generation were you to allow this absolute <laughs> nonsense to, to keep on perpetuating itself with games and government and the media and every aspect of your life was concentrated on a falsehood, whether it's climate change or um, misgendering somebody and uh, the nonsense that we're just getting on with. I think that they'll look back at this time and have a scream a hoot at how stupid everybody was in this era. Don't you? Well, what's funny about that is that is, ex although I will be very embarrassed by the fact that we lived in this age, and although we do our best at trying to put this at bay and stave it off, but I hope we are embarrassed by this age instead of ruining it because it led to 
the uh, communist, Stalinist kind of regime that these kind of thought patterns lead to. I'd rather this just be a lark that seems stupid and funny and, oh, aren't you silly because you thought this, rather than you guys didn't stop what's going to happen next, which is the socialist kind of agenda where everybody yeah. is in 1984. Yeah, this is not just simply your fads like wearing bell bottoms or beehive hairdos for women. <laughs> This is, uh, which which are both comical in and of themselves, and I'm glad they've passed. No, this is a little, this is a little more serious when you get people mm -hmm. losing their jobs, people going to jail, for example, under Bill C-16, uh, misgendering somebody. Uh, when it becomes codified in law that people have to buy into this nonsense, then we're, we're talking a little bit more than just simple fads and cultural trends. We're talking about... Uh, again, a pure evil ideology, which is anti-man, and by man I mean that in the generic sense. I have to qualify that because that's what I mean. Yeah, I was going to say, there you go. There, that exactly no. epitomizes the problem with our society. No, I wasn't qualifying. I wasn't qualifying it for that reason. I, I when I said anti-man, because of the context of this conversation, I had to make the point clear that I was talking generically. Right? <laughs> it's anti-human being. It's anti-reason. This whole cultural trend, uh, now becoming a, uh, a criminal trend, is anti-reason. And I can just see how some of these things go. For example, with the pot laws, for a hundred years we had pot laws and people were being imprisoned, their lives destroyed for a hundred years, mostly black men, uh, for the Jim Crow laws. Uh, and it took a hundred years to get out of that stupid, stupid law of criminalizing pot. And now we're getting into another mess by criminalizing people's opinions and fact and telling them what to say. Uh, or they will lose their jobs if not being imprisoned or, or fined. And are we going to go through another hundred years of this travesty of justice before our grandchildren or great-grandchildren wake up and say, what the hell, why did you criminalize pot to begin with? It's obviously not destructive to society now that we've, it's been legal for a while. So why did, no, you, I, why did you create think, laws like Bill C-16 or Motion 103 preventing people from telling the truth about genders? It's just so stupid. I think every, I think every generation has to have their boogeyman. They have to have yeah. their... As AOC would put it, climate change is their World War Two. And while I think that's the stupidest thing ever, she does have a certain point in the sense that every generation needs something to fight against, something that makes them feel righteous, something that makes them feel like they are on the side or the right side of history or following the you know the divine way to go, the divine path. And they need to feel that that's what they're, they have to rebel against something and fight for something. And I think that that's the, the, the better our culture gets and the better our society gets, the better our lives get just in general, where we live in the most prosperous time ever in humankind, the smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and less significant those battles become. And I think that's what our kids are facing today. And I can only hope in tomorrow that they face even smaller battles because I hope our culture keeps going and we keep being more and more prosperous. So let's hope for that and we'll talk again soon. Cheers.
If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, it's just right. Thank you.